Please turn with me to Matthew 16, verse 13. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And he said, Some said thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. We thank God for camp meeting. And um, as an object uh, lesson um, for this um, uh, sermon this evening, we will consider items that typically have um, one use, but to which we can um, put, other, uh, put to other uses. For example, um, you may have a tea cup or a coffee cup, and if the handle is broken, instead of pinning it, you decide to use it as a pen holder on your table. Or maybe in your country home, you have, you want to have some beautiful indoor plants and you don't want to spend so much on a vase, you could use a bucket and you achieve what you want to achieve. And I think the best at doing this are our mothers and wives when you just pay a trip to the kitchen and you see so many ingenious ways of using things. Hardly do they throw things away. They'll find ways of uh, using it that even the original manufacturers will be very, very amazed to see the use to which the uh, utensils are put. So in all these things, we'll see that there could be a primary use for something, and there could be secondary use. So Jesus is asking, whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And the disciples answered, some of them were saying, John the Baptist, some Elias, some Jeremiah. And the people who are saying these names must have been Bible students. They must have read the prophets, and they knew something about this Jesus who was to come. But Jesus was more than that. Their description was incomplete. And these names are complementary. There are some other names that are less complementary. Even in the Bible, there were, they said, is this not the carpenter's son? In, in some instances, he said, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Not that um, they, they were just saying Jesus is from too low a background to be of use to them. But Jesus now asked his own disciples, he said, he said unto them in verse 15, But whom say ye that uh, I am? He was asking his disciples, who do you say I am? 
It's not that Jesus had an identity problem. It's us human beings that have perspective problems. We have a problem in having a proper view on who Jesus was. So he was asking them this question so that they would know who he is. And if we know who Jesus is, then we'll be in a better position to approach him the proper way and to make the best use of his presence among us. So this evening, Jesus is asking you the same question. Who am I to you? And we'll see in the examples we're going to give in the Bible, various uh, types of people or classes of people coming to Jesus. Uh, many, like many of us, we never really understood what we were coming to. But we thank God that when the word of God comes into our life and the light is shown in our way, God opens our hearts and opens our understanding. So Jesus was, uh, so Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art Christ, the Son of the living God. Glory be to God. Peter caught the right view. He got the right perspective. Just like the Soloya said, and like John said, Behold the Lamb of God. We take it away the sin of the world. Our first example that I want to look at is uh, Nicodemus in John chapter 3 verse 1. He went to Jesus by night. He was a Pharisee, um, a very influential person. And the Bible says that he went to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. He knew Jesus was a teacher, and he saw the miracles that had been done, and uh, he called him a rabbi, which was is good, is a good step. Uh, but the fact is that he could know that he's a teacher, he saw those miracles, but that was not enough. Being a Pharisee, he must be fast in the law and the prophets, and he knew that this uh, Jesus, his kingdom would come, and something was in his heart that he was wondering, how can I be a member of that kingdom? And he knew that he had sin problem in his heart. So all these questions he took to Jesus, and while he was still asking him, Jesus went straight to the point. He said, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. It is not enough to admire God's miracles. It is not enough to enjoy the music that we enjoy here. It is not, it's not enough to come in here for fellowship and all the rest. But he must be born again. And the same thing to us. Behold the Lamb of God. We take away the sin of the world. Behold the Lamb of God. We take away my sin and your sin. It has to be personal. That is who Jesus is. At another time in the Bible, uh, Jesus had just finished feeding 
about 5,000 people with uh, five loaves and two fishes, and there were 12 baskets of leftover, and they had wonderful testimony. And um, he taught them, and the Bible records that he had compassion on them. He didn't want them to go um, not fed, so he said they should be fed. Uh, in our days, you know, those are the attributes we look for in uh, uh, leaders, you know, a leader with compassion. And that was all they knew. They knew that they had compassion, and they also knew that they were fed. So based on that, what did they do? They said, this must be a prophet. And in verse uh, John 6, 14, uh, they said, uh, when they saw the miracles that Jesus uh, did, they said, this is of a truth, a prophet that should come into the world. So the miracle and the feeding uh, pointed them to the fact that this is a wonderful person. And the following day, Jesus had crossed over to the other side in Capernaum, and these people went looking for Jesus. They went looking for their ideal leader. And when they found him, they were very happy. And they said, Rabbi, when comest thou hither, they had been looking for him, but Jesus knew their hearts. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily, verily, I said, Say unto you, ye seek me not because ye saw the miracles, but because ye did eat of the loaves and were filled. They were looking for Jesus, not because he was the Son of God. They were looking for Jesus because they were fed and filled. They saw Jesus as a guaranteed meal ticket. A, a, a passport to everything they wanted or needed in life. And Jesus, you know, answered them. He said that they should not labor for meat which perisheth, but for meat which endureth unto everlasting life. At another point, he said we should take heed, lest our hearts be overcharged with suffering and drunkenness and cares of this life, so that the day come upon you unawares. Is Jesus a guaranteed meal ticket? No. But rather, Jesus told them that he is the bread of life. Both of them are food, meal ticket, bread of life. But the fact is that one takes care of the body. The body with all our best endeavors will only last for so long. 70, 100 years, but the bread of life feeds our soul. The soul that is undying. That is the perspective of Jesus. You know, when you have somebody who is poorly fed, physically you know. And when you have somebody who is well fed, physically you also know. But spiritually would you know? May God help us. May we feed our souls. May we take of the bread of life. You know, uh, that meal ticket we are talking of is when you are worrying so much about food, about shelter, 
about so many things, cares of this life. And we thank God for camp meeting. You know, one good thing about camp meeting is that we can do a reset. A reset and exchange a meal ticket for the bread of life. May God help us this evening. So that when we come to the altar, we get the right perspective. The right perspective of uh, eternity. And when they heard this, what was their response? One would have expected that even if they were confused about what really they came to Jesus for, Jesus was clear enough. But in verse 41, he said, the Jews murmured at him because he said, I'm the bread of life. And in 66, something sad was put there. He said, from that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. They took wrong steps. Wrong steps with uh, eternal ramification. May God help us. May our response be like Nicodemus. You, 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 you might have come here. Maybe you don't even know why you are here. May Jesus has brought you. He has caught your attention. Make sure you make good use of the opportunity. And in verse 67, Jesus now turned to his disciples. He said, will you also go away? And Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast words of eternal life. And we believe and are sure that thou art Christ, the Son of the living God. We thank God for Peter. And though Peter is gone now, it's our own time to respond. We believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God. And he is here. And he wants to save. He wants to sanctify. He wants to baptize you this evening. You know, you might have come seeking for a meal ticket, uh, like a magic bullet or solution to life's problem. But Jesus wants to change your objective. He wants to give you the bread of life. And you know, like uh, Jesus said, he said that when I give, uh, he was talking to that woman, that out of thee shall flow rivers of living water. You know, when Jesus feeds you, you will thirst no more. You will hunger no more. Jesus is here. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we can all meet him here at the altar and know that he is the Son of God. The altars are open as we sing hymn number 323.